Appreciate the good singing and uh, appreciate the good presence of God. Thankful for the good, good bluegrass group tonight. Let's all stand. First Samuel, First Samuel, chapter number twenty-three tonight. And uh, I want you to pray for the message that God would would touch us tonight. I wouldn't I wouldn't preach tonight if I didn't feel liberty to preach. But I feel like the Lord wants to do something in this service tonight in our hearts. And uh, I've been preaching sometime on Sunday nights as the Lord would give me liberty, not every Sunday night, but some Sunday nights through the life of David. And uh, was reading this text on Monday morning and God just spoke to me about the message I'm going to preach tonight. I pray that it would be a help to each one of you and that God would have His will in His way. First Samuel chapter 23 and verse number 1. The Bible says, Then they told David, saying, Behold, the Philistines fight against Kilea, and they robbed the threshing floors. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and smite these Philistines? And the Lord said unto David, Go and smite the Philistines and save Kilea. And David's men said unto him, Behold, we be afraid here in Judah. How much more then if we come to Kilea against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of the Lord yet again, and the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down to Kalea, for I will deliver the Philistines into thine hand. So David and his men went to Kalea and fought with the Philistines and brought away their cattle and smote them with a great slaughter. So David saved the inhabitants of Kalea. Let's bow for a word of prayer, and then you can be seated. Father, I want to thank you tonight that the veil is gone. I want to thank you tonight, Heavenly Father, for just speaking to our hearts. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would grant us wisdom, leadership, and direction. Bless in this message tonight. Do things, God, in our, in our midst that we cannot see and things that we can see tonight. I pray the Holy Spirit would have liberty and free course. God, if there would be anything that uh, would be in our hearts tonight that would hinder or grieve the Spirit of God, Help us, Lord, tonight to get on an altar of repentance and find a place of repentance tonight. Help us not to carry that, not to hinder our life or hinder anyone else, but I pray that uh, there would be free course in liberty. And, Father, for what you do tonight, we'll be careful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory for it all. For we ask it in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. I want to preach tonight in this uh, concerning this story and this passage of Scripture. I want to preach tonight on this subject on the will of God, the will of God. Now, I know tonight much has been said about the will of God, and certainly we have uh, heard a lot of preaching about the will of God, but when you come to 1 Samuel 23 and these first five verses, I think that that's what this text emphasizes, and it's what it is about tonight. It is about David and the will of God. Now, uh, when you look at verse number one here tonight, there's a report. The Bible says, then they told David. So they're bringing a report to David, and thank God for people uh, that will be faithful to tell the truth uh, about whatever it is uh, uh, that we may be facing in life. Now, sometimes we face things in the report that we hear uh, may not always be what we want to hear and that's what uh, is taking place in this text tonight. It's not necessarily uh, the words that David wants to hear but it's what he needs to hear. And you know a lot of times in life uh, uh, that's the way it is. Uh, uh, the Bible says an open rebuke is better than secret love and thank God for people uh, 
that will just be honest and tell us the truth. And so uh, I see this report and then uh, I see these rebels. Notice the Bible says that uh, then they told David, saying, Behold, the Philistines fight against Kilia. And so here we find the Philistines. Now, what are the Philistines known for? They're known for one thing tonight, and that is that they're always rebelling against God. Amen? I mean, the Philistines uh, is anti-God. They are anti-His people. And the Philistines represent this world tonight. And the world never will go along with God's agenda. Amen? Uh, Now, it doesn't matter tonight who you are or who we are tonight. We need to understand uh, uh, that the Philistines uh, will always rebel against God and against His will. And so the message tonight is this. uh, Don't hook up with the Philistines. Amen? And so I see these rebels. uh, I see this report. Uh, uh, But notice the uh, the robbery in this text. The Bible said that the Philistines fought against Kalia and they robbed the the threshing floors. Now, that means they took out the wheat. Uh, That means they took out what was valuable, what was necessary. And you see, that's what the Philistines will do tonight, friend. Uh, uh, They're always out to rob the people of God. Amen. Uh, If there's one thing I would say to every one of us tonight is this, don't trust the Philistine. Amen. Uh, What I mean by that is if somebody is in this world, uh, if they are a worldly person tonight, uh, uh, don't trust a worldly person uh, as someone that's not walking in the word of God, in the pathway of God. Uh, uh, Listen, you can't trust those uh, uh, those people on the job that are not Christians uh, or that are not saved. Uh, uh, Listen, and that's exactly what we find here in this text uh, is that the Philistines uh, are out to take away what God's people has. Uh, And can I tell you, the world uh, wants what the church has tonight. Uh, uh, The world wants what every one of us has. Uh, uh, They want our convictions. Uh, uh, They want our children tonight. Uh, And so you and I have got to be careful uh, that we don't let the world rob us uh, of what God has given us. Amen. And so David gets this report tonight that the Philistines have robbed the threshing floor. And so I want you to notice tonight, number one, I see here David finding the will of God in verses two through four. David needs to know what God wants him to do. Amen. Now David has reached a place in his life that he understands now that it's so important that he be in the center of God's will. Young people, listen to me tonight. It's very important that you be in the center of God's will. David's reached a place. uh, He knows what it is to get ahead of God. He knows what it is to get behind. And listen, he's been down to the cave of Adullam and he realizes that he's not going to do anything and he's not going to go anywhere and he's not going to fight anybody unless God gives him the green light. And can I tell you in this text, David is wanting to find the will of God. Notice what the Bible says in verse number two. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord. Again in verse number five, then David inquired of the Lord. What I see tonight is that God used some things in David's life to help him find the will of God. Now this is an interesting thought because as I was reading this passage this week, I thought to myself, how do you find the will of God? How do you find the will of God tonight? Well, in this text, David found it, first of all, through providence. 
the Bible in verse number one, he hears the report. He's told the Philistines have robbed the threshing floor. And so God has allowed circumstances to come into David's life that has set the stage for David to know what David is supposed to do. Now, you cannot trust circumstances alone. They will mislead you. But as sure as I'm standing here tonight, circumstances can be a tool of God's providence that he will allow things to happen. He will allow things to fall into place to guide us, to lead us in the direction that he wants us to be in tonight. Amen. Now, don't y'all go to sleep on me. It's not a Methodist church. Isn't that right? I'm just simply saying this. You say, preacher, how do you find the will of God? Providence helps us find the will of God. In other words, I didn't wind up in Rossville, Georgia on my own. God worked circumstances out so I would be here. If you, uh, God works circumstances out for you to be here. We didn't wind up at this church, uh, every one of us tonight. We didn't get here on our own. Amen. You know what God did? He allowed certain things to happen in our life. Uh, he allowed certain circumstances to take place in our life. Uh, some good and some bad, but whatever they be, uh, it was all a part of God's providential hand, pushing things in our way and pushing things out of our way in order to put us in the direction that we need to be in. And I'm thankful for the providence of God. See, there is a part in finding the will of God you and I have no control over tonight. And it's God putting circumstances in the right place. It's providence. He found the will of God through providence. Secondly, he found the will of God through prayer. I read it in verse number two and verse number five. David inquires of the Lord. Now, just because circumstances are lining up, that doesn't mean that's the will of God for your life. You still have to pray about it. We still have a responsibility and David is not going to go down there and just start a battle and go to war and go to fight the Philistines. Now, he's fought the Philistines many times. Uh, he's won the Philistines. He's defeated them. But David has learned, uh, I'm not going to do anything, even though I may have gained victory in the past. Uh, David said, I'm not going to do something unless I first pray about it and see what God says about that. You see, if you want to find the will of God, number one, let God do his part. Let God put things in your path. Let God move things out of your path. Then secondly, if you want to find the will of God, spend a lot of time in prayer. Amen, Amen young people. You want to marry the right person? Start praying now. Amen. You want, to, you, want to, you want the right uh, career, the right job? Start praying now. Let circumstances fall in the way that God would have them. But then pray. Just because uh, someone offers you a raise, just because someone offers you a, a better job, that doesn't mean that's the will of God. You say, but preacher, uh, circumstances, providence. Uh, uh, listen, it may be providence and it may be the devil, amen? It may be an offer from God and it may be an offer from this world. You say, well, how? Now, am I going to know the difference? Uh, whether it's circumstance or providence, uh, I'll tell you how to know. Uh, you've got to get alone somewhere uh, and you've got to seek God uh, and you've got to pray, Lord, show me. Uh, and God, if this is not your will, then shut this door. Uh, and God, if it is your will, then lead me through this door. There's got to be providence, uh, but there's got to be prayer in finding the will of God. And this is the most important one. How did David find the will of God? Through providence, through prayer. 
But then notice this in verse number two. He found it through precepts. The Bible says, and David inquired of the Lord, shall I go and smite these Philistines? Now watch this. And the Lord said unto David, go and smite the Philistines. You know what David is leaning on winning this battle? He's leaning on not the circumstances, not even the fact that he prayed, but he's leaning on the fact of what God is going to tell him. You see, if you want to find the will of God, number one, you've got to let the circumstances be whatever they are. Then secondly, you've got to seek the face of God. But just because we pray, you know, you know, you know how many people will say a lot of times, well, I prayed about it. That's commendable. But it doesn't mean it's God's will. Just because somebody says, tells me they prayed about something, that doesn't make me no more assured that they're doing the will of God than anything. You say, but preacher, you just got through saying we're to pray about it. That's one of the steps. But I want to tell you something. After the providence, after prayer, the most important thing, and I touched on it this morning, is you better hear from heaven. You better hear a word from God. Friend, listen, I wouldn't do nothing if God didn't give his word. But if God gives me his word, if he gives you a verse of scripture, if he turns the light on for you, if he sends a message by, and that message tells you that that's the will of God, if God speaks to you, he will always speak to you through his word. Amen. I know sometimes people say, well, you know, I, I, and we've heard people testify to this. Well, uh, you know, I know I'm doing God's will because this happened. But that's, that's circumstances in life. Others say, I know the will of God because I prayed about it. But that's good, but it's not enough. And then there's others that say, well, I, I know I'm in the will of God because, uh, uh, because I saw a vision or this happened. I don't believe in visions, amen? Uh, but I do believe in a vision in the word of God. When someone says, I know uh, this is the will of God because God spoke to me through his word. Uh, the man of God was preaching. Uh, I was reading my Bible. And one day this verse jumped out and God said, there it is. Uh, hey, friend, that is confirmation and that's how you find the will of God and you wait until you get that verse but when God speaks to you through his word and he tells you to go then you need to go do whatever God has called you to do or what God is asking you to do amen you see there's something tonight that I was seeking the Lord about and I've been praying about it but you know what I don't have an answer tonight you see how long do you pray about it until God gives an answer and if God doesn't give an answer, then I'm just going to leave it alone. Amen. I'm talking about fi finding the will of God. It comes through providence. Finding the will of God. Listen, it comes through prayer. Finding the will of God. It comes through precepts. Sure enough, if you seek God, he will speak to you. If you talk to him in prayer, then he will talk to you in his word. Amen. He will give you what you need. He will tell you uh, the direction that you need to go in. And David finds the will of God through these things. Secondly, I see not only David finding the will of God, God, but David facing the will of God. Notice the Bible says in verse number three, and David's men said unto him, behold, we be afraid here in Judah. Now listen, David has got some men with him, and these men tonight, listen, they are faithful men. When David was down in that cave, uh, the Bible says there was 400 men that gathered themselves together in that cave, uh, and they stood by David in a time uh, when it looked like nobody was staying with him. And can I say thank God for faithful men. Isn't that right? Uh, that's what we need in these last days. Uh, we need some men uh, that will just be faithful. 
You know, God uses faithful men. God's not interested in talent. He's not interested in ability. But God looks for faithful people tonight. He looks for people that will stay the course. And these men were faithful men. And these men were fighting men. These men was not afraid of a battle. They wasn't afraid to get in a fight. And you know if you're going to serve God, uh, listen, there's going to be opposition. There is going to be adversity. There's going to be a battle. And if we're going to do the will of God, we must be willing to face the the opposition or the adversity that will come our way. You know the devil doesn't fight that person that just sits on a pew and never does anything for God. There's no opposition. In fact, the devil doesn't mind you, Brother George, coming to church, toting the King James Bible and singing out of a red book hymnal. He's not bothered by that. But he is bothered when you and I take our Christianity out these doors. And we begin to serve God and we begin to, with a passion, witness and talk to other people and testify and we begin to be a godly example. Then there's going to be opposition. Someone on the job isn't going to like the way that you're living. Someone is going to say something. There's going to be persecution. There is going to be rejection. There is going to be, uh, listen, adversity. But that's the battle that we're in. We're not called to be popular, but we're called to be a light. Amen. We're called to be a witness tonight and so as we serve God we must face the fact that that we're in a battle friend and we must be willing to fight and take a stand for the glory and the honor of God if you're going to serve God the Bible says yea and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution and so these men were fighting men they were faithful men but I want to tell you what the text tells us here they were fearful men They were honest with David and they said this, we be afraid. Can I tell you something about the will of God? There's always fear in doing the will of God. God is always going to ask something, expect something bigger than what we are. He's not going to ask us to do something that we can do. God's going to ask us to do something we can't do. God's going to call us to, to, to witness to somebody or maybe He's going to put us in, in something inside the church to do that, that, that we think, man, there's just no way that I can do this. You know why that is? Because that's where God wants us at. God wants us serving in areas that we can't serve in because it's a reminder that if we're able to serve, it's Him that gives us the ability to do it. And if you'd have come to me when I was 15 years old and said, you're going to pastor a church one of these days, I'd have said, you're crazy. I said, there's no way I'm going to be a pastor. I'm like, who in their right mind wants to be a pastor? I mean, at 15 years of age, I had everything in mind, and I was saved, but I had everything in mind but being a pastor. I, I thought, man, there's no way if you'd have told me that. And I remember well, the first Sunday that I stood as a pastor, I was scared absolutely out of my mind. And I still get pretty afraid sometimes. You know why? Because the, the will of God is so much bigger than us. But that fear, you know what we replace? 
replace that fear with? When we face the will of God, we replace it with faith. Amen? It's when we get in the Word of God and it's when we pray. How was David going to fight this battle? How was David going to lead a bunch of men to victory that was afraid to go forth to battle? You know how he was going to do that? He assured them. He said to them, no doubt, I have inquired of the Lord. I've heard from heaven and it's all right now. It may look like we can't win, but God said if we'll go. He said victory is ours for the taking. And I want to tell you tonight, if you'll just trust God, if you'll just step out and believe God, if you'll let that fear turn into faith, I promise you on the authority of this book, God will take care of you tonight. Amen. He'll do it. He's done it too many times, friend. How are you going to go to Guatemala? There's got to be fear. There has to be fear. Selling everything you got, taking your family, leaving your comfort zone. But you know what's driving you to go? Uh, What's driving above that fear? It's that faith. What's kept you on deputation has been faith. What's kept you when you got discouraged has been faith. You see, I don't have a lot of faith, but thank God it don't take a lot of faith. Amen. I wish I had great faith, but I'm going to tell you sometimes you get knocked down, but you don't get knocked out. You know what gets you back up? It's that faith. Amen. Jesus didn't pray that we wouldn't fail. He prayed that our faith would not fail. Amen. Because faith is what keeps us going. And how is he going to lead these men? He's going to lead them by faith. David says we can do it. And I see David finding the will of God. I see David facing the will of God. And then I want you to notice this tonight in closing. I see David following the will of God. Now watch this. David could have stayed back and not went to battle. But David goes on. Verse number five says, So David and his men went to Kalia and fought with the Philistines and brought away their cattle and smote them with a great slaughter. I see here that as David uh, goes forth, he follows the will of God, and here's what he found. He found visibility as God told him where to go and what to do. You see, the will of God is always crystal clear. When God speaks to us, he will make his will so clear to us, it will be so known to us, uh, as long as there's a big question mark, uh, then just keep it on pause, amen? But I'm telling you, when God calls you, uh, the providence, the prayer, and the precepts will all line up, uh, and that fear can be turned into faith, uh, and you can follow God with clear visibility, knowing that you are doing exactly what God wants you to do. Amen. He found visibility. David found some violence here. As the Bible says, he fought with the Philistines. Now, I want to tell you something. When you do the will of God, the Philistines will rise up every time. A preacher came to me not to, it's been some time back, but he said, I want a pastor, but I don't like uh, confrontation. I said, forget it then. Amen. I said, forget it. If you don't, listen, nobody likes confrontation. I, I can't stand it. Don't you like it when the brethren dwell together in unity? Hey, but you know what? You don't never know from one day to the next what kind of phone call you're going to get. You don't never know what's going to happen in any church and with anybody. You don't never know when somebody's going to get sideways and get mad about something. Listen, I wish nobody... You know, if there's anything I hate in a church, you know what it is? It's gossip. Somebody say amen to that. 
Brother, I'm telling you, there ain't nothing that grieves the Holy Spirit and kills a good old-fashioned church any better, better than anything than just a long tongue. Amen? Don't sit around and talk about your church. If you're going to sit around, listen, pray about your church. Amen? You say, well, I don't like this. Go get on your knees and talk to God about it. Amen? I'm telling you, you'll do a whole lot more talking to God than you will belly ache whining and griping to somebody else. Amen? Gossip is of the devil. You listen, don't dress it up by saying, well, we're just concerned. We're just burdened. We're just praying about it. No, listen, you're just gossiping. Amen? Just don't listen. Don't lie and gossip. Amen? I mean, if you've got just be honest and say you know what I've been running my mouth about something I ain't got no business talking about and I need to get right with God it'll affect your spirit and it will affect the church is that right but when you go to serve God you mark it down you better have a heart of steel you better have a backbone like a saw log you better have ribs like a cross cut tie you know where that came from don't you I'm going to tell you, you better have a suit of armor on because we're living in a day, my friend, that if a church is going to maintain and stand, somebody's going to have to lead it and there's going to be some bumps along the way. But I'm going to tell you something, God will give the victory every time if we'll just do right and stand for what's right and be what's right, amen, and you can have a good spirit and do that. But I'm just saying that David, he found violence in doing the will of God. There will be opposition in serving the Lord but he also found some value. Notice what the Bible says. He brought away their cattle and he smote them with a great slaughter. David brought away their cattle. He brought away the valuables that they had taken away. He he brought back far more than what the Philistines had taken. Would y'all agree with me tonight that steak's a whole lot more valuable than wheat? Amen. If I was to offer you a biscuit or a T-bone, which one are you going to take? Amen. Isn't that right? Hey, they might have stole the wheat, but when David got done with that outfit, guess what? He was taking their cows home. Amen? I'm going to tell you something. God gave him. God always gives you more than the devil can ever take away. Amen? It may look like the devil. He may be trying to rob a few things, but if you'll just stay in the center of God's will, if you'll just do God's will, yes, you're going to get in a battle. Yes, you're going to face opposition, but you'll have far more serving God than you ever will serving the devil. Amen? There's far more valuable things in the center of God's will. In fact, David gained more in the battle than he ever would on the sideline. Amen. I say to every one of us tonight, if you're cold and indifferent and sitting here and doing nothing, I say rise up, get your heart full of fire and serve God and do something for the glory and the honor of God while you can. Don't be a pew sitter. Amen. Serve God tonight. There's a job for everybody to do. Isn't that right? You know, I come in the bathroom and I, I seen the toilet paper was out. There's a job for somebody to do tonight. If you're here to say, what can I do? Well, you can start by going back there and getting some toilet paper and hanging it on the toilet paper row. Y'all with me tonight? You say, well, that ain't nothing. Well, God sees that. Don't you think God will bless somebody for taking care of his house? You see, a lot of times people think that if they can't do something big, if they can't do something great, then they just can't do something at all. Hey, everybody can't do the big thing. In fact, listen, I'd much rather be doing the small thing. Sometimes the same reward will be given out at the judgment seat because it's measured on our faithfulness, friend. Notice this, and I'm done tonight. So David, notice the last phrase, verse 5. So David saved the inhabitants of Kalia. 
Because David found the will of God for his life. Because he faced it. And because he followed it. You know what happened? People were saved as a result of it. Is that not what our life is about? David brought victory, not just to himself, but to everyone around him because he chose to be in God's will. I see too many Christians sitting in churches living in defeat when they ought to be living in victory. You say, preacher, I want to live in victory. Then you got to get in a battle, friend. Do you know I see people in church that are unhappy and miserable? And the ones that are miserable are the ones that are never doing nothing. But the happiest Christians I know are people that are serving God. I think about Brother Ken sitting back there. And every day he witnesses to somebody. Passes out tracts. Works down at the, the mission. There's a job for everybody to do. I found out that when you're busy, you don't have time to complain. Do y'all remember growing up as a child? If you complain, what happened? You got more work. Isn't that right? I think that's a good principle in life that if we just work for the night is coming, we don't have time to sit around and, and nitpick and find problems with little old things. There's a harvest out there. Souls are dying. People are going to hell. Young people's going to hell. And you, you young people have to witness to them and you have to win them. Hey, there's people my age going to hell tonight. There's a job for everybody to do. But I encourage you tonight, find the will of God for your life. Get in it and follow the will of God. Face it. Face the fact tonight that God has more for me to do than just go to church. I don't have to have a title. I don't have to have a trophy. But there's something I could do tonight. If there's ever been a day, now look at me, listen to me just a moment. If there's ever been a day when there's been a lack of commitment, it's the day we're living in. If you want to keep an old-fashioned church and you want to keep the presence of God, then just stay busy working for God. Work. Do something this week. I know many are, but... If you're here tonight and you say, Preacher, I just don't know what God's will is for my life, then I invite you to come to this altar. Say, Lord, show me. Show me. It may not be about who you need to marry. It may not be about an area of service. And we think about service as something big. But it may be about this week. It may be about the per Lord put the right people in my path to witness to. It may be about a job. But whatever it is tonight, you ought to put it on this altar and say, God, show me your will. Help me to face it and help me to follow it. And he'll do that tonight as we stand and they come and get us a song ready. If you need to come tonight, I want you to come. You obey God if he speaks to you. The most important thing in your life as a Christian is God's will. Let's be in the center of it tonight. Let's do God's will while we sing. You come tonight.